0: to death that nefesh it's wrong about literally everything
1: i'm ready to cut loose myself the christian experience has to be sacrificed
0: Mm -hmm. you have to have that soldier attitude i don't care what they think i'm here to obey the apostolic commandment i want to fulfill god's will for my life
1: which is the favor that jesus had from his father by being perfect Amen. Welcome, guys. Bless you.
0: Welcome to RLM TV Live.
1: Amen. We're here tonight to encounter God's glory in a fresh, new way. As is written, Yarevave, God is light. The word light there in Hebrew is Shekinah. Therefore, we want to attach our inner man to Shekinah, and by our inner man, the invisible person of the heart, that's why we preach to awaken hearts, to connect hearts. To Shekinah. And when we do that, the outer man follows automatically. Everything outer man that is the leadership of the outer man, it's all Esau. It's all Edom. It's all false Christianity. Everything that's inner man, inner man priority, inner man leadership, the leadership of the heart and the spirit. What did uh, God the Father say in the Old Testament? He says, rend your hearts and not your garments. He wants to draw near to our hearts. Therefore, we need to understand the purpose and the function of the scripture tonight is to connect us to the Shekinah glory. He is the Shekinah God. When we study Shekinah in scripture, and when we study scripture for connection of Shekinah, that light is our connection to God himself. So the answer for everything, connection with God. The word connection there means covenant. We're making a fresh new covenant with God tonight. Bob Jones used to always say you need to get born again, again. It means renew the covenant, renew the connection with the Shekinah God, the Shekinah glory. Therefore, we need the scripture in order to enter the garden of glory. Scripture is likened to the sword of the Garden of Eden. Does it keep you out only if you don't go through it and let it shred everything that can't enter into that perfect state of bliss? It's all the human nature as it's written in Torah. God drove out the human being. Witchcraft is trying to get back in as a human being. We're not getting in as human beings. As is written in Corinthians 517, we're a new creature in Christ. The new creatures welcome in the new creature feasts on the Holy Scripture and grows in the holy glory that's our nature now everything else that opposes the divine nature we need that stuff obliterated in our souls in our hearts in our lives we need to make that our enemy so often we want to blame the demons and the demons only magnify sin so if you go after your sin the demons get dislodged and obliterated automatically So it's not an excuse where it's always just the enemy, enemy, enemy. It's foreskin, 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 circumcision, circumcision, circumcision. You are empowered to deal with it tonight by the Holy Word.
0: Amen. You want to become like Jesus who said, the enemy is coming, but he has nothing in me, which means he was walking in the Father's perfection, which is perfect protection. That's called the invincible shield of holiness, and that's our goal to attain that. So if all we do is rely on witchcraft prayers out of the worship of false gods, then we're always going to be running, running, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, help, 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 pray for me, constantly, but not bearing the good fruit. Then it's expecting and leaning and relying on others when things are going wrong, and that's not... A bad thing in the beginning, everyone starts at that place. In this day and age, in the perverse generation, which is entirely perverse. It's entirely perverse, especially the things that you think are the good version of Christianity. is extremely perverse. That's where you're leaning and relying, and it's everybody else's job to protect you with their prayers, use people as human shields, right? The futuristic fallen angel world that they wanted to have in the future was the actual transforming uh, of techno- fallen angel technology to put souls of human beings in them and use them usually as weapons and as shields for their eternal suffering. That's a future that's been canceled by the grace of God. right? We want to walk in the holy, perfect destiny. That's why you heard some of the out-there prophets talk about, even some of them, they won't talk about it even live online, but I've seen them in person, and they'll talk about it in their offline sessions. I mean, well-known prophets, they talk about the dangers of technology in the future if the believers don't do something about it. And that doesn't mean canceling the technology. It simply means that all technology must serve the Lord. Y-H-V-H. So, with the true timeline of the Father coming forth, the highest path of true destiny That's God's will being done in the earth. That's why it's so important to stop praying witchcraft prayers because then you're fighting the will of God and you're trying to usher in the demonic timelines all the while thinking you're fighting for your destiny when in fact you're in captivity of the exile, of serving Babylonian gods, even after having begun your journey in Christ, even after having begun your journey on Sapphire Stone. So we have to stay inside the walls of the peace of Jerusalem.
1: Amen. Jerusalem means city of peace, Salem, Shalom. It's where the father's throne is and it's an above city. It's the angelic realm. Notice it says that the, the gates are pearls, the foundations are gemstones, and the walls are gemstones. So every single aspect of revelation's heavenly jerusalem described as the promised land for all who love messiah these are spherical realms that build this you could say it's the people of jesus christ possessing the stars of the heavens that is the possessing of the heavenly jerusalem it's absolutely true these are angelic spheres angelic sphere it's a station for angels you have come to Heavenly Jerusalem, Mount Zion, city of innumerable angels, Hebrews says. So it truly is a people that are living in the cosmos by learning how to ascend through the internal circumcisions. People say, well, how do I overcome lust? How do I overcome this problem, that problem? You cut it out of your heart by receiving the prophetic word. The word of prophecy is the sword of the spirit. Why is it the sword of the Spirit? Because it's alive, active, and energized, sharper than any two-edged sword. What is the function of the sword? It's not just for beating the demons up. It's for cutting the foreskins of the human being off of the new creature in Christ. You come forth from within, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory, which means you can have Christ in you and his glory and not realize it. I tell you the truth, most Christians have not yet realized the glory and the separation is the 12 inches from their forehead into their stomach. So it's Christ and his glory not realized yet by their mind. So how do we transfigure? How do we ascend out of darkness into light in every area of our soul? A progressive realization of glory. This can only happen by dealing with those separations, dealing with those blockages, those strongholds, those mindsets, lies. People struggle with all kinds of strange stuff. You know what the answer is? Take it to Torah take it to the altar of the Holy Spirit and let the fire of God obliterate that stuff. Anything in your life that you know is sin, transgression, iniquity for the Holy Spirit will convict when he's sent forth of sin, righteousness, and coming judgment, it is written. Therefore, when the Holy Ghost shines a light on stuff in your heart, in your feelings, in your emotions, in your thought life, it's an opportunity for ascension, circumcision, and deliverance. And he'll do it A lot at once to the measure you're willing to yield to him. So the only limitations are our faith. You know, faith is operating in the invisible realm. No one can come to God except through faith it is written, which means you have to understand God lives in the invisible dimension. The invisible dimension of God called the kingdom of heaven is progressively revealed to to the believer As is written to them, I speak in parables and riddles, having eyes but not seeing, having ears but not understanding. Otherwise they'd repent. What does it mean to repent there? Jesus Christ, red letters, they'd become God inside minded. They'd see God, Matthew 5. They begin to see into the kingdom. They begin to know God's glory in the kingdom realm. They begin to repent of the outer man bewitchment of religion and all the things of do's and don'ts. And go into the following of the Holy Spirit, which are the children of God. So we're leaving the rules and regulations of do's and don'ts into the following of the cloud by day. And the following of the pillar of fire by night. Which means we can look directly into the Shekinah burning inside the bush. And that's God living inside our bodies. We are the burning bush of the new covenant. You have asked Jesus into your heart. The Bible says he was the the Shekinah burning in the bush that discipled Moses. Therefore, how much more is he discipling you when he's burning in your very bodies? Unless, of course, we're bewitched which means our consciousness is on the outside looking for him in the realm of the dead and said fully god inside minded discovering the glory and then constantly growing in the rich treasury of glory christ in you and ever increasing glory which is the revealing of the stairway colossians two ten says you're made full of the godhead father son and holy spirit And have reached full spiritual stature. That's exactly what scripture says. That means the mind is renewed to the finished stairway of Jesus Christ inside you. And then you're engrafted into that and the sword begins to cut away the shadows of unbelief that kept your mind locked into the natural dimension, which is bewitchment. Trusting in your own arm instead of God's arm, which is the ability of his sapphire stone body. Therefore, repentance is always into a greater faith and understanding and encounter in the invisible realm of his kingdom. His kingdom is in heaven, and his kingdom is from heaven to earth. It's always reigning. This reign is the reign of living scriptures. As is written, Song of Moses, Revelation 15, verse 3. They were singing the Song of Moses. What is it to sing the scriptures? It is The Song of Moses says, my word, my Torah, my teaching, my gospel is light rain. What kind of light rain? Shekinah rain. What is the latter rain? What is the glory, the knowledge of the glory that covers the earth like a liquid, like the seas? It is the knowledge. It is the scriptures coming down from the sapphire stones from a people that have ascended by being fully awakened on the inside
0: amen and the torah really becomes a song in the seventh world in absolute because that is the realm of the cantillation marks and you'll notice the cantillation angels they're like these ethereal beings and you see the beautiful white sparkles and you see them in the seventh world they're there and they sing they're musical angels they're musical creatures. Now, I know the realm of angels is zero, so I don't know if angel is even really the type of word that's appropriate for them. But with the best of our ability to describe them, that's how I would describe them to you. Why is that important? That's the world of the sapphire stones themselves. Those are all full of light. That is the cosmic cross where Jesus Christ was crucified before the foundation of time before the earth, before he came in the flesh and was crucified in the flesh. And so his sacrifice of his blood, his transfigured blood poured out for you, his Shekinah blood poured out for you. It's constantly emanating from the cross of his love for you, his passion, his suffering love for you. So, when that comes down, it's a song. Cantillation marks are when you see the Torah written in Hebrew, they have different markings around them. You'll see little lines and dots. Those are the vowel points. That's the soul of the Torah. That's the, That represents the soul of the word. The cantillation marks, when they write those on the paper, that's to let the cantor know how to sing the Torah. That's when you go into the synagogue and they're singing and they have specific you know notes that they hit and it flows a certain way because it's meant to be a song so when you go into the seventh world that's where you'll see the cantillation angels the cantillation marks are there that's when the Torah becomes a song and that song does come down all the way down into Malkut and that's the songs he's singing over me what is it it's Torah so you can align and receive it as it comes down but use that grace to go up into the seventh heaven Right. You can worship him seated on the throne. You can worship him in the seventh heaven, even from wherever you are right now. That's what the Old Testament Kabbalah was, even in the church age. You know, we had our Zadik of the previous generation, Ruth Heflin, and she would go up in visions through worship with knowledge and some understanding of the sapphire stones, Jacob's ladder, she would sing about it. She'd sing about the cloud of glory, the tongues of fire, the living creatures and their wings. I can hear the flutter of their wings. She would talk about the eyes, the eyes of the creatures. But she would sing and worship God. And so what happens is your consciousness, your you know that part of you that's messed up by that, goes up and you go into a higher place. Your mind gets pegged in the high place through the word. And since she had the word operating in her, when she'd go into worship, with that it would peg her mind in those higher realms and then she would preach out of that high place even having not ascended and conquering through circumcision but through the external discipline of the church age of avoiding sin externally not being around certain people certain places certain things Uh, some ministers i think it was smith wigglesworth maybe the scribes can help me on that one the guy who put the box over his head In the church age, you have to go to extremes to not look at things, to not interact with people's sins, even their false love. They would go to extreme measures, like Teresa of Avila was a nun in a convent, and she would isolate. And so they would be so alone, and then they would also have to have community, right? Because you can't just isolate or you get destroyed. So they'd have this kind of really delicate balance of... Alone with God in extreme ways and then service toward others and community so that they didn't, you know, lose their mind or get taken out by the fallen angels. So they would have these extreme situations, even like the guy put in the box on his head so that when he would not talk to anybody and he would get into the glory. When you're on Malkut and you don't have circumcisions, you don't know what it is, really, you know, like kind of about the words, but you don't understand the celestial heavenly realities, that's what you have to do. You have to do all those extreme things to align yourself with the flow coming down the sapphire stones, because it does flow into Malkut. So they would align themselves with that by creating a, a physical barrier around them to not be around the sin and not let it touch them. And that's when the power signs and wonders would come. That's when, you know, they would sing the summer camp holy Kabbalah songs. That's what, you know, Teresa of Avila should be levitating. They would do all these different things in order to be devoted to God. And that was great. Those are the greatest things, you know, people would walk in who would do that external discipline. Now, to walk into the kingdom age, you do have to have the external discipline. It's going to be an external discipline until it becomes your nature. So, at first, if you find that you struggle a lot in resisting sin, Rejoice in that knowing that it's going to be all the more reward for you because you had to struggle like for some people they can just quit Lusting they it's very it's not that hard, right? To some people is very difficult if you have a very big struggle with a certain demon The more you resist what did the apostle write in the new testament you haven't e- come on buckwheat You haven't even resisted to the point of shedding blood yet I mean you're not even you know, you know, so be encouraged that whatever it is that you struggle with maybe it's witchcraft prayer maybe it's hunting others maybe it's worrying about your destiny and worrying about the future whatever it is maybe it's worry about you know financial provision for your family am i gonna make it are we gonna be able to pay the bills you know all those things the more you struggle and put up a fight against those demons and you trust in god however much you have to struggle initially and then you get into the divine nature of the circumcisions, there's great rewards, and eventually it just becomes your nature. That's when it gets easier. But if you just let down your guard and say, well, it's supposed to be easy and light, so I'm not dealing with it, and then you just let the demons eat you up. And that's where people get it wrong. They think, it's supposed to be easy and light. Well, Christ's nature is easy and light. To be a partaker of his divine nature, you have to resist sin, submit to God, resist the devil. That means you will exert your own force, in resisting. And having done all, you can stand if you rely on Christ within you. You output all that you have and then realizing even all you have is not enough. And then Christ comes through and he does it for you. It's not just like, well, I'm not going to do anything. God's going to do it for me. You haven't even resisted sin. You You haven't passed the test. So God tests our hearts expecting us to be approved and he never tempts us so get into the kingdom age and work on it becoming your nature that's where god wants the outflowing power signs and wonders to come through many people but you have to be a partaker of the divine nature not a you know schizophrenic believer isolating in jezebelic isolation and being paranoid of others and being petrified about your own destiny, praying witchcraft prayers, is never gonna happen.
1: The living word brings health to every area of your soul. The answer for everything is more living scriptures, more living scrolls of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, which is Him inside you. How do we become the temple of the Holy Spirit? By having the Holy Spirit's word living inside of us and active and energized, which means our souls fully cooperating and doing the word, not just hearers of the word, doers of the word. Remember the prodigal son in Luke 15? If he didn't come halfway home, the father wasn't meeting him. It wasn't good enough to cry, cry out to God in the pig trough. He had to walk half the distance back home to his father's house in the Bible. Therefore, in everything in your life, you will have to exert an effort with your soul, your mind, your will, emotions. It'll be your finances. It'll be your bones. It'll be the actions of your body, the very temple that God has put your eternal spirit in. It will have to be serious. And now this is something a lot of people are not good soldiers. They don't understand how serious the warfare is mm, that's against good. their own sins. Ephesians 6, Paul says, you need to be a heavy armed soldier to be successful. Heavily armed.
0: Heavily armed. Every single one of you at the sound of our voice tonight, <laughs> you need to be a heavily armed soldier. It's not just for the few people.
1: And then he lists the armor. Righteousness the belt of truth, the gospel on your feet. Make sure that your feet are completely only going into holy places. You need the helmet of salvation, the the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. You're going to need all the armory of God. That's one of the prophecies for this generation from Bob Jones. They'll pull down the full armory of God and they'll have no fear of the enemy whatsoever. When you are fully armored inside and out by the living word, You can decimate your own stuff and the stuff around you easily and lightly. Yes. But if you don't have the equipment, it's impossible. So you need to be in the armory. And what is the armory? It's named for you. The Armory of Righteousness. And this armory comes down sapphire stones. And people are saying, well, what are the sapphire stones? We've never heard of this. Well, here's four verses I want to give you We didn't even know
0: there was a sapphire stones.
1: This is how everything from God the Father, the Father of lights, has ever come down to earth where humanity is. This is what the Bible says. Exodus 24, verse 10 in the NCV translation. And they saw the god of israel and under god's feet was a surface that looked as if it were paved with blue sapphire stones and it was as clear as the sky isaiah 54 11 in the erv translation you poor city enemies came against you like storms and no one comforted you but i will rebuild you and i will use a beautiful mortar to lay the stones of your walls i will use sapphire stones when i lay the foundation says the lord lamentations 4 7 this is the very armory that you're going to need this is the clothing of the marriage supper of the lamb listen to lamentations 4 7 in the erv translation some of the men of judah were dedicated to god in a special way they were very pure They were whiter than snow and whiter than milk. Their bodies were red like coral and their beards like sapphire stones. Come on,
0: ladies. Beards like sapphire stones. The beard represents
1: the mouth. The mouthpiece that you're only speaking the celestial Torah, the celestial gospel. In Revelation 14, I saw another angel preaching from the mid heavens. We did a word search in Greek yesterday. That word there in mid heavens means second heavens, and he's preaching the eternal gospel, guys. That's their beards like sapphire stones.
0: Amen. That's also reasons for why you should find a wife in RLM. Uh, We have beautiful dwarven, strong women who carry axes and hammers with beards of sapphire stones. Women of
1: of bearded sapphire stones. Hallelujah. Who
0: could say no to that?
1: Holy ghost. Sapphire stone circus.
0: Oh, kill the lust right out of you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the mouth of the celestial gospel. Now, celestial gospel is a term you're going to get used to because the Bible says when we ascend into these realms of glory, that were promised in the book of revelation we're going to have a fuller and higher gospel and it's the beard or the voice or the gospel in the teaching and the preaching of the righteousness of the sapphire stones of lamentation 4:7. one last verse ezekiel 126 in the tlb translation for high in the sky above them was what looked like a throne made of beautiful blue sapphire stones and upon it sat someone who appeared to be a man it was jesus over all his heavens he he is the creator of the sapphire stone heavens guys the sapphire stone heavens and looking at the sapphire stones is that Bethel of Genesis 28, this is the very gate of heaven.
0: That's the real pilgrimage to Bethel. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, guys, when you awaken and become God inside minded, when you are awakening to the glory of Christ within Colossians 127, Christ in you, the hope of awakening, you are awakening to where the word of God comes from. So it's not an outside upon you thing. It's an inside. What does the Bible say? You're saved by birthing the divine child, 1 Timothy. And out of your belly will flow rivers, sapphire stone rivers, sapphire seas. They will flow like a river out of your belly. So it's that internal expansion of the divine realm above that's taking over the natural man. And the natural man, who comprehends not the things of the spirit, so it's always questioning... We want to serve right. the signs and wonders
0: and Signs and wonders and manifestations and questioning is very church-age Malkut activity. What's the fruit of birthing? Let's talk about the, the actual fruit of birthing. How do you know if it's really happening or if you're just getting into going around the mountain when she comes, going back to grandma's house back in the Stone Age, just manifesting and enjoying the different aspects of glory coming down, but not actually going up, right? That's the fruit of birthing the divine Christ is... The sapphire stone body of Jesus Christ, which means you got circumcisions, buckwheat.
1: And the sapphire stones are what make the word alive. You will never have scripture made your flesh except through the internal revealing of God's kingdom, God's sapphire stone kingdom. Where is God? If you read Revelation, He's surrounded by these living stones. Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> and I wanted to say this here. This is very important to the Father. Is that it's important to the Holy Spirit as well uh, that you understand. Some of you are actually doing pretty well. But let the scourging be encouraging. Amen. It's encouraging. Some of you, when you start to do well and you start to make progress, you'll find it's not always happy, clappy. Oh, good job, gold star. There is a lot of that too. But, okay, great. You want to be a son? Time for some scourging. But let the scourging of our souls be encouraging it means you're accepted as a son why is god so excited to scourge our souls and correct us like but i thought i was doing well you are doing well that's why you're getting the scourging because he wants no idols in the tent he doesn't want any other gods in the camp so he's encouraged as we're doing better as we're making progress through circumcision so Sometimes when he sees you making progress, he gets very excited and wants to scourge the other gods out of you. It's exciting for him that you're open to receiving that correction so that he can have more of him inside of you and not these other false gods. So take it as encouragement that you've merited to receive the scourging of a son. That's It's an honor uh, and it's a privilege to be able to be a son of God and a kingdom of God It's not just something that everyone out there gets. Nobody out there is getting scourged out there in Black Malkut. They're in the school of hard knocks, right? The Black Sephiroth is a school of hard knocks. Without scourging,
1: Hebrews 13 is the definition of a bastard to be without God the Father at all in your life. And so, a lot of times we just need an encounter because we don't understand these concepts. A lot of here's what it is: it's Romans 8. The nefesh is at war against the ruah. That's exactly what it says that the spirit mind is at war against the carnal mind. The carnal mind is the nefesh mind. Your brain and all the crap that you've been (laughs) programmed into in your culture and the world from birth, that's what's at war against the ruah soul. So it's an internal warfare, the battlefield of the mind. You have to take more seriously the things of the spirit of the invisible and less mocking. A lot of times there's a mocking of the unknown. There's just this goofy foolishness of the nefesh. It is not willing to take seriously. It's time to burn that stuff up. It's time to mortify the nefesh. Apostle Paul says, I mortify my nefesh. Nefesh means the soul that's in the blood. Your natural man. If your natural man is in charge of your life, that's the definition of being lost. <laughs> that is so
0: true. And I think this is the right time. Uh, we didn't have time to go into it yesterday. We had a really glorious time with the seraphim and the fire. And, you know, some of the high teaching of God. And we got burnt up in here last night. And I know some of you got burnt up at home uh, watching live. Thanks to the seraphim. Thanks to our Father who sent them. Uh, But I really felt this is important for us to go through and read this vision. Uh, This is from one of our Sapphire Stone students who is practicing ascension through circumcision. Because there is some chastisement and scourging in here. But there's also so much encouraging And we have some pictures prepared for today as well. But let's just go ahead and read this together. I know some of you already read this on Facebook. But as you know, sometimes the Nefesh doesn't want to hear it and kind of quits, you know, reading, doesn't want to look at it. When your eyes don't want to look at the truth, it's because there are demons in the eyes. And those are connected to the mind. So anywhere in your mind or your heart, you don't want to look at Jesus and perceive the brightness of his truth. That's a demonic Altar or a demonic entity. So, if those things are in the eyes, that means your eye cannot be full of light, single and full of light. And that's what we want. That's
1: why it says, pay closer Mm -hmm. attention to the prophetic word, which means look and gaze into the things Mm -hmm. of the glory that are being presented to you, because that glory will obliterate Mm -hmm. the blockages.
0: Amen. All right. So, let's take a look here. This is called Bicycles, Fun and Rebukes. And again, this is from our brother Jacques, who's practicing cosmic righteousness. I was in the Florida headquarters, and suddenly, Brandon blessed me, blew air on me, and by the way, that's the highest compliment in heaven, according to Anna Roundtree when she met angels, blew air on me and said, have fun, little buckwheat, while waving like a father would to a toddler. Then Rebecca came and took me outside by teleportation. All of the RLM women's group were outside waiting for her. Everyone had these cool bicycles with all sorts of custom accessories Like rainbow stripes special lights cup holders, etc. I know that's right Rebecca greeted everyone while I followed her like a toddler Totally in awe of what was going to take place Brandon and Rebecca were huge in the dream and the RLM women were bigger than me. I was very small I'm happy because this means the soil is of a very good quality. While following Rebecca outside to her bike, I could see the Arlem men's group getting gathered to where Brandon was staying. He had also prepared something for the men's group. I didn't think much of it. I just obeyed apostolic commandments and followed where they told me to go. Then Rebecca lowered herself to my height and explained what was going to take place. I suddenly realized I had the golden egg from the previous vision. The RLM women also had the golden egg. Some had made a special holder for the egg on the bike. Others had this futuristic entrapment for it which was very beautiful actually and aesthetically pleasing. Uh Apostle Rebecca smiled at me because she saw how overwhelmed I was by all these greater-looking people in height and stature. That's our RLM women's group. She said, have fun and enjoy the ride. Just keep yourself from doing and touching things from the bike that would hinder us and or bring delay. She didn't say where we were going. But it had something to do with her childhood. (laughs) So she picked me up and placed me on the back of her bicycle, put all the safety gears, etc., and then placed her hand on my heart and head to bless me. Golden Shekinah emanated from her, and I could see visibly the Mother 21 spirit glowing inside, outside, and around her. Also, Holy Spirit came out of our bellies and started swirling around us with a lot of joy and blessed us both. She then stepped on her bike, turned around to look at me, and said jokingly, in a jokingly manner, You are now one of us. ha! <laughs> Funny evil laughter. I was still totally in awe and overwhelmed by everything and everyone. She then had this flute and blew on it. But the flute made a shofar sound everyone got on their bike and we went on this magical journey it was like doing parkour but with bicycles from doing midair tricks and flying in the air to suddenly jumping on cars on the freeway it was so cool to watch everyone have fun it was a very cool procession with all sorts of lights awesome bicycles creative tricks and of course bible spa the central Yes, there were holograms all around us, displaying YHVH Torah, with the sounds coming from mid heaven. I finally started to calm down and realized again my surroundings. Again, raptured. That's when your inner man gets raptured because it's so overwhelmed. I finally started to calm down and realized again my surroundings. This time much better. I knew where we were going. Indeed, it had to do something it had to do something with Rebecca's childhood. We went to proclaim the good news of the Gospel of the Midheavens to the Albanian worker uh-huh. and other former associates. Before arriving there, we would make stops for refreshments, for sure. <laughs> the women's group, for sure. <laughs> refreshments, and everyone brought homemade goods. <laughs> it was sweet to see them take care of each other they helped each other out in various forms from checking the tires of the break, of the bikes yeah, from checking the tires of the bikes to helping them cut a piece of cake or just compliment each other on the air tricks etc that's so true if you're a part of our rlm women's warriors uh, you know that's true mm. i can see some of your faces too when i'm looking into the vision Hi, crochet. To be honest, this made my day. I had never seen this kind of sincere unity. They were building each other up in a way that was literally brought forth from heaven through the apostles, especially Rebecca leading the RLM women's group. Also, they were very organized. Yeah, I was seeing uh, Rhonda's face too with the the. We have the refreshments, and we have everything really nice and organized so many of the women your faces coming up in these places all the little things that you do they're realities of the heavenlies also they were very organized the excellence and everything they did was out of this world literally the men can truly learn a lot from the women if they just humble themselves and stop judging each other jacob versus esau amen i believe that's going to come forth as well moving on It was time to arrive at the destination of the Albanian woman. We parked outside but Rebecca and I jumped or rather flew over to her place. She helped me get off the bike and now I was glowing too like Rebecca. It seemed that while on the bike her Shekinah didn't stop flowing or emanating to me. I was glowing pink and gold. I looked like this penguin wiggling around totally amazed that this was possible. She held my hand and was very serious in this matter. We weren't messing around because this was life or death. You don't play around with a human life. So we met with the Albanian lady and talked to her. <laughs> Jeez. And to my surprise, and everyone else's, from the women, the Albanian woman, me and kind of Rebecca herself, Rebecca was speaking fluently the Albanian language. I could hear her inner man being stoked saying, yes, I knew it would work. Thank you, Dad. She had this futuristic angel tech that would transform or translate her language. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we use uh, Google Translate because it corresponds a little bit with the technology above. If you see us in the spirit realm, we have devices that do look kind of like phones but do a lot more. Eventually, technology below, I believe, will catch up. Ooh. She had this futuristic angel tech that would transform or translate her language. I could sense that these sorts of items were actually kind of special, yes, but also kind of normal for heaven and could be normalized in the future when the world will walk in righteousness. Amen. The Albanian woman listened eagerly and even called her female family members. They talked for hours and sometimes would look around the neighborhood to see if anyone was watching them because it felt very illegal to talk about true righteousness. After maybe four or five hours of talking, she wanted to go her own way with God. Apostle Rebecca respected this and had placed the seeds in her so others would be blessed via the Albanian woman where she might go. Even in the past, I have no idea how that works, but it works, yes. We then went back on the bicycles, and I kept emanating the golden and pink Shekinah. Rebecca then turned around and was amazed to see me holding on to it without, like, holding on to it or trying to keep it for myself. I was just chilling in the glory, and she explained the following to me. The reason I took you with me is not for the testimonies, but exactly for this matter. You have held the little glory you had within you, And even receiving more from me, you didn't go away or boast or try to hoard it. Apparently, I could have taken her glory by force while sitting behind her on the bike. Many have done this by trying to be hunters or acting as friends just to suck up anointing. Also, I realized that even the RLM women had glory. Some had this from God directly and others in part from him or the apostles. I didn't go after the women of the group, and Rebecca went on explaining. Usually the men come to church and not only try to take anointing, but also to seek to find a spouse, or even worse, both. Having an anointed prayer warrior as a spouse. mm, This is bad and kills the body. Inner man And jokingly said, this is why people can't grow, because they keep on professing daddy God. But he ain't their daddy, nor God. Their God is in their belly, their visuals, and their sexuality. They won't find everlasting peace or excitement in their lives, spouses, etc. Because they obey the devil, which has stolen, fading glory. That's why they keep on murdering and hunting. I looked confused to her why she was telling me this, because... I knew this very well from my past experiences with the church age, of course not in a way to brag. RLM people quick note, you don't don't question your elders, you submit and obey. She then laughingly broke the fourth wall and looked in the camera and explained, yes, I freaked out that she knew I was going to note down this dream and it would be needed for future generations. She blew on me again and the Shekinah on me and around me started to kind of vibrate or fade or move in all sorts of manners. Not sure how to explain because it's alive and moves around. Not like a wind would move. I started also to get some hues of blue on me and around me. Hint, hint. She then placed me on the bicycle but we didn't go yet. She was texting Brandon, updating him on how things went. I could see Brandon's text saying, Very good, laughing cat emoji, hallelujah emoji, palm tree prayer emoji, lightning emoji, heart emoji, star emoji. That was very accurate. <laughs> it was really good. Brandon was then sending some pictures of the Arlam men gathering and also made a video of them getting the live teaching. The crazy part of this teaching was that Brandon was using me as an example. Not in a boastful manner, but let, literally like telling them, okay, buckwheat, what did this buckwheat do to come up? And everyone was laughing because they knew how much of a goofball I was. Great joyce Brandon, 10 out of 10 would use this goofball for YHVH anytime, ha. Huh? Moving on, there was this green Lambo outside, and both Rebecca and I noticed it. We went closer to it and made pictures of it. She had this angel Photoshop app and made the car pink. Like she made the car pink, not the picture. It was crazy. Everything she did on her phone became real around us. I've seen that happen actually in my physical body. Sometimes I would text something on my phone, and when I'd hit send, someone else would type it and send it, and it would come through them instead of through me. Or just, we, we see all kinds of miracles. We've had texts from God, all kinds of cool phone signs and miracles. Amen. Ooh, angelic technology coming down from heaven. She even added Brandon's head on the hood of the car for fun, but removed it because it didn't fit. Yeah. Uh, the Photoshop funds, fun edits. Then she added the RLM logo. I like putting Brandon on all kinds of stuff <laughs> on the designs. It's fun. Yeah, if God put him his face on his throne, it's fun to put him on pictures. Amen. My Lord and my God. The neon green with the purple, the logo, it just works. Amen. It was so cool. Dude, after we got the Florida facilities, we need to get a Lambo ASAP, praying for everyone to be forgiven and upgrading their marketplace incomes. Bang. Moving on, the RLM, women gathered around, and suddenly we had a high tea. Oh, yes. I was blessed and permitted by Apostle Rebecca to talk to everyone because she had placed a seal around me and also trusted me because of my walk with God. Right? You can stay inside of that. I must confess that I was very frightened because I never moved with su- such a great group of warriors. TV women. <laughs> with the sapphire stone beards. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we had a lord and we have a lord of the rings sign and wonder come up lately too all right all right i must confess that i was very frightened because i never moved with such a great group of warriors so while moving and talking it was very refreshing to hear that people were encouraging each other and making great progress suddenly rebecca called for a soil check and she had this device to see how the soil was, even if the branch was yet very small. This would help to get a growth spurt in the future when the soil was well-developed, maximized its potential even while on Malkut of Asaya. Amen. Then Apostle Rebecca complimented the RLM women while standing on a wooden platform box that was used for food and said, warriors i want to congratulate you for being able to walk with us and some of you even fly with us you have held your testimony and have not abandoned your god you have shown true inner strength by your good efforts of obeying and pleasing the holy spirit within each one of you submitting to christ in each other she then stepped from the platform and went to certain figures to talk to them congratulating Ones that went and pioneered the Sephiroth after her. And also telling them that it was their destiny to kill the behemoth. And destroy all the works of the evil one. She also congratulated everyone for not sticking to one teaching or one former move of God. Which always brings forth death and destruction. The cloud has moved again and will keep moving. I was also talking to some of the RLM women, group members, and they were very kind to me. And notice I was kind of afraid. So they calmed me down by giving me some cake. If you're an Arlem female warrior of our warrior tribe, you know the cake. You know exactly what cake that is. There was so much glory in the cake. My Lord, how can this be? <laughs> oh, the girls have been walk- working on that cake for a long time now. Amen. Moving on, I talked to the others that were about to launch to Yassad and gave them tips slash reminders. Others were stuck on lower levels of Malkut, yet are still great warriors. For holding on to the testimonies of the Lamb and his little one, Apostle Rebecca, I gave them also some tips, quick teaching from the master class, and they got eased off or to relax and not stress so much about it. Amen. Everyone was very calm and knew what they had to do and where they were headed. It amazed me how organized they were, even having to keep up with their families and take care of their children, marketplace, etc. Then Apostle Rebecca gathered the ones that were already in the heavens and gave us certain data to work on. She also called the other scribes, and we met Enoch. Yes, you read that again. We had tea with my dude Enoch. Amen. It's the Academy of Metatron. He is very cool, calm, and collected. I can see why he has chosen to build certain stuff. Apostle Rebecca called me to be alone with her to talk about certain points. I accepted everything she said. And then she said it was time to go. I said bye to everyone and complimented them. Then Rebecca gave me a high-five, yet it felt like a hug from Jesus himself. By the way, she totally looked like Jesus all the way. A hundred percent. If you know, you know. There was little to no difference. And she teleported me to Brandon. I was now with the RLM men's group, and it truly looked like rams fighting each other and creating subdivisions within subdivisions. This is a good time to remind yourself that scourging is for encouraging, amen. Brandon brought forth the teaching in a way to captivate them all, yet I could see that he couldn't go deeper or else everyone would fall away. So he was very limited to spread his wings. I noticed that the men were very reckless with their golden egg. Again, some of them placing them in their mouth, others in their back pockets, and others having tied a rope around it and just dragging it everywhere they went. Some even had toilet paper on it because they dragged it to a freaking toilet SMH, which is shaking my head. Let's not take the golden eggs to the bathroom, amen? Woo! Praise God. This made me very sad, and I couldn't understand how Brandon was staying this calm. He's a master of it. He felt my inner man and gave me an instant download that he had dealt with even worse soldiers. Uh-huh. So he has trained to stay calm in these situations and types of students, thank God. I started to move the subdivisions and check out what was going on. Some students were literally in a circle playing games with each other. Brandon had paused the teaching because everyone was out of control and he would not keep on repeating himself to a crowd that didn't want to pay attention. Pay all the more attention, hey. Go to your gang, Buckwheat. It's your destiny, not mine. Trust me, he didn't say this after one incident. Brandon canceled the teaching and went on his phone to read Torah. While I tried to take care of all the divisions, Someone tried to place my golden egg in their mouth. I spoke against that kind of behavior and suddenly became the party pooper or whatever. And it's whatever it's called. They were just eating up the anointing around the apostles for their own gain. Yes, especially you that is reading this. Stop murdering your leaders and the ones trying to help you. After a while, Brandon paused the time like freezing everyone in place. Nobody could move except Brandon and I. He removed his glasses and was kind of done, tired. He said, follow me. We went for a walk, and he explained to me some things, even though I had no grid for it yet. It was nice to see Brandon in this way. He showed me some things I can't explain or am not allowed to talk about yet. And those will make sense in the higher worlds when you get there. Suddenly... Rebecca teleported to us and gave him a hug to comfort him. I also gave Brandon a hug, even though they were huge and I was very small. They appreciated it, actually. The rest of the evening was just us three together with some angels, the archangels, and Jesus. Instead of teaching the whole men's group, we went for ice cream and to look at the sunset. Brandon imparted to me the teaching, and I got an instant download of everything. He said that he wanted to teach that what he just imparted to me but because of the immaturity the other students could not receive it also the ones that were kind of less immature still had ties to the world or were low-key or they were low-key not sure about their destiny with rlm we talked about dealing with that today false gods of destiny I don't want to say names, but if God would give me permission, I would like to bring rebuke to each of you to help you. But Jesus, Brandon, and some of the archangels spoke at the same time the same words. They have no ears at this current time. Some don't actually tithe also. They just give and make it look like a tithe. But hey, that's between you and your maker. Before the dream was over, I could see the sun glowing and much more radiance like it was getting more and more healing. Everyone around complimented me for keeping the golden egg pure and clean. Because in this age, it's very difficult. There are things I don't think about often. And they come naturally to me. So when they said this, I realized how great of a blessing it is indeed. Before getting teleported back, everyone blessed me and touched my head, hair, and heart. I gave everyone a hug and a high five. A portal appeared. I went through it and came back to my body crazy thing about it is that the portal didn't close it stayed open and got a bit smaller so i could still interact and see visually what was happening on the other side it was a very strange experience a very strange yet beautiful experience but it breaks my heart to see everyone get out of the reed basket which apostle rebecca takes a great effort to gather us all into a protected environment and then we just get out because of strange fire feelings remember if the old testament in the old testament the new priest would sit before the ark approximately one week if i'm not mistaken they had to stay there it didn't matter what power they felt on day 1 day 4 or day 7 they had to stay there and let the fire consume them fully if they would feel power on day 4 or whatever and stop prior to complete the full seven days then they would be kicked out and couldn't perform the responsibility and duties of their heavenly commander why Because it becomes immature, strange fire. Same with some of you. You heard a prophecy for your life. Don't matter how recent or how old. And you think by having these powers or whatever, you can now show yourself approved. This is wrong and it makes the work of the apostles only more difficult. Give up everything. Go through the sheep gates and leave everything behind. Stay in there until the apostles tell you what to do don't move on your own behalf some of you even murder me because of envy and strife i forgive you but want to see you do better you have greatness of jesus in you don't get it corrupted because some demons play some basic games with you you can do better there is always room for improvement so pick up your cross And walk with him. Don't become an enemy of the cross. Not at this stage, please. Don't message me if you think it's you. Go to God and work it out between you and him. We forgive you on a daily basis. Come on, team. Let's go. And then it says, Please consider making a donation for this awesome message and invest in the brighter future of tomorrow. And I believe that's wise. I do want to show you something because I promised... One of the sisters who was asking in the spirit has been seeing some of these things so i do want to show you some of these before we go and in case you're wondering how these things work you have just heard It's time to step into your true destiny, which is the seven stars on the seven souls. What kind of place have you prepared to protect the egg that you've been entrusted with? Renew your marriage vows to Christ. If you are wondering if cosmic parkour is for you, the answer is yes. As long as you are willing to repent and change to agree with God's ways. Come up here.
1: Amen. That was rich. Thank you. I pray all of you can take that to heart, all the correction and the crucifying of the Nefesh and all of its envy and strife, especially all you men. It's time to really get serious about the Ruah souls, the soul of the Spirit, and the higher things of Jesus Christ and put away the things of our childishness and our competition, envy and strife, and all those enemy ways that are tempting us in wrongdoing and to really pick up our crosses and develop the things of christ in a much more mature way and i pray that this word tonight would help you do that in jesus name amen Amen. we love you guys we'll see you tuesday ladies and gentlemen gather around for today we embark on a journey of purpose and passion a journey that transcends generations and connects us all through the power of shared dreams. We stand at the crossroads of opportunity and destiny, with the chance to weave a story that will resonate for years to come. In the heart of Florida, where the sun kisses the earth with its golden warmth, there lies a vision waiting to be realized the dream of RLM TV, a beacon of inspiration, a lighthouse of creativity yearning for a broadcasting facility to call home. Today, I am before you not merely as a speaker, but as a messenger of possibility, as we collectively turn the pages of destiny and script a tale of support and unity. Imagine a place where ideas dance on the airwaves, where voices echo with authenticity and stories unfold like petals in a poetic bloom. RLM TV envisions such a space, a broadcasting facility that breathes life into narratives, amplifies unheard voices, and unites communities through the eternal thread of righteousness. Now more than ever, we find ourselves in a moment where the power of media can shape perceptions, challenge norms, and spark change. As Joel's army, we carry the torch of experience, the wisdom etched in the lines of our journey. It is our time to contribute to a legacy that goes beyond us to invest in a space that will be the canvas for the artists of tomorrow. Let us come together, not just as donors, but as architects of a shared dream. Each contribution, whether large or small, is a brick in the foundation of a facility that will stand as a testament to our collective commitment to Jesus Christ's holiness, scholarship, and humility. In the tapestry of life, we have the opportunity to weave a vibrant and rich thread creating a masterpiece that generations to come will marvel at today i urge you to be a part of this masterpiece let us pool our resources not just for a broadcasting facility in florida but for a legacy that transcends the boundaries of time as we open our hearts and pockets let us remember that our investment is not just in bricks and mortar but in the power of divine connection in the ability of the eternal gospel to bridge gaps and build bridges that we may become the stairway from heaven to earth. Together we can make RLM TV's dream a reality, and in doing so, we contribute to a cultural landscape that reflects the redemptive strength of our entire generation. Thank you for being the custodians of dreams. The stewards of change and the architects of a future where RLM TV's broadcasting facility stands tall, a testament to the power of unity, creativity, and the unwavering spirit of righteousness in our generation. Amen.